What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Georgia-born singer, artist, and label head Bosco. We spoke about Snowfall, Insecure, having her songs featured on Insecure, what sync licensing means, Love and Basketball, Forrest Gump, Raven Simone, Lauren Hill, our respective relationships with music and movies as children, founding the creative community Slug, and how it's influenced our creative process. Come fuck with us. What's cracking? Welcome back to Real Notes. Um, we're we're doing the thing. I I I don't know why I've been starting all these episodes off like I haven't. This this is already about to be like number ten and shit. So like of of season two. So number fifty actually. I think this is number fifty. Yeah, this is the fiftieth episode of Real Notes. So I I, I guess I gotta say that. What? Wow. Holy shit. Hey. Um, I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, Dylan. <laughs> cinema sci i do a lot i'm all over the place i just got off a train an hour and a half ago um so my brain is everywhere but um we got somebody else on together (laughs) we got somebody else here whose brain is everywhere and does a lot of things and is a wonderful creative and human being um you're a singer you run your own label and artist collective you do every kind of art imaginable um I, like I, I i don't i don't i don't even know i don't even know like how to describe you honestly like i've, I've been thinking about it but like but like you know a- after after a long uh after a long time of prep on both our ends we got bosco in the building what's 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 up what's up family how you feeling <laughs> I'm feeling good. Thank you so much for um, asking me to do this. Uh, I haven't talked to you since my project rollout, so it's like good to reconnect, recenter post pandemic ish. Yeah. <laughs> try to catch up, but all is well. All is well. No, that's good shit. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Cause yeah, like just seeing seeing where you've gone over the cause. Cause when did the project come out? Was that 2018 or 2019? 20, 20, 20, oh, oh, okay. It was in the middle of the pandemic. Okay. 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 Um, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's what, that's what time it's does to you It's only been a year and a half. Isn't it crazy? Like a year and a half, two years, but it feels so much longer. When you said 2018, I'm like, nah, bro. It was only like two plus just at probably two years. Like life is wild right now. Yeah, for real. Like <laughs> Every, every, I feel like every pandemic year has got to be like two years, you know, like it's, it's, it, it, they just got to be like, yeah. they got to be like dog years or some shit. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, yeah, that- <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got me fucked up, but either way. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. Um, movies are great. Everybody loves them. So um, let's get <laughs> Let's get started. Um, well, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on. What was the last movie or TV show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Uh, uh, it's a, it's a toss-up right now between mm-hmm. Insecure and Snowfall. I know they're two totally different things, but 
really like Snowfall. I mean, I like Insecure too, but right now, currently, I'm on Snowfall, I guess, because it's this season. But I love Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did like, I'm not caught up, but I like Snowfall a ton. Um, I'm mad at myself. Okay, 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 like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like way far behind. So like, I know, I know they just started season five, right? I'm like, I'm like. Four. You that far behind? You, you don't want to know how far behind I am. Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna <laughs> <leave> you there. <laughs> but I'm you don't want to know. But, 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 but yeah, no, like, talk to me about like Snowfall, like, cause like, cause like just off, of, just off the strength, like. I was into it just because of the whole John Singleton involvement. And of course, yeah, like after yeah, he yeah. died, I was just, it hurt my heart a lot. And like, yeah. but like, but like, what is it about Snowfall that really just kind of like attracted you to the whole thing? Um, I think now where I am is I see, I guess the moral of like the show for me right now is you can, you can have duality between, you know, the beast and the angel. And I feel like Franklin at the core of him is a good kid, but the only thing he knows is the streets. So he has this side of him where he wants to take care of his family, show up for his family. Um, his girlfriend or fiance, excuse me, fiance this season is pregnant, but the life that he created post her is keeping him from his the, the side of himself but if we are honest with ourselves we're all trying to control the beast whether the beast is like the ugly parts of you like him having to be in the streets him having to like you know mark niggas like not because you want to but it's just right. a part of it and i think the take home that i got from that is like we all have these quality traits within us. It's the core of us, you know, we're about family, about love, but we all have that other side of us too that we try to suppress and um, and forget about, but it's there and it's how you control it. Yeah. No, that's facts because sometimes, sometimes it's just like, sometimes you got to lay low and sometimes you got to let niggas know that you built this shit brick by brick in a car and yell in their face <laughs> and yeah that part. yeah <laughs> so I like snowfall for that insecure is insecure um right. i've been a part of that show and that journey from from the start but it's just beautiful to see like the stories the transparent stories that um Issa Rae has um brought to light who has uh, she's given visibility to all of these actors and stories and gaffers and lighting people and producers and mm-hmm. wardrobe styles, like I felt like this show was just a byproduct of having those healthy relationships in place. That way, you could scale together. Like that show was definitely revolutionary in how I just approach things. So those are two shows I'm into. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I remember, I remember when Insecure first came out and just like how, like how cool it was to see her spin um, Tales of an Awkward Black Girl into like something that something like HBO and just like, there was, there were so many pieces that came out about like the different aspects of like making the show. And my favorite was always looking at how the cinematographers approached photographing black skin. Like, I don't remember what piece it was. I wish I could remember it, but just like, that was so important to me. 
because like it's something i it's something i've had conversations about and just like seeing seeing someone in her position just kind of turn that into a cultural phenomenon the way she did and you know like regardless of regardless of how people feel i feel like i feel like people feel about insecure like they did about game of thrones when that ended a lot of it's a lot of mixed opinions about how about how insecure it (laughs) but like but I was cool with the happy ending. I was cool with the realistic. Yeah. I was cool with niggas. Niggas fuck up and be having babies, and that's like that's real shit. That's real nigga yeah. shit. Like, then what do you do? Does the does the love stop? You know, like she could never like shake him. She could never yeah. shake him. Yeah. Nah. You just have to take what come with it, but it's also maturity. You know. It was so many lessons in that, in the last season mm-hmm. that I can kind of relate to for my own like personal journey and personal story to them. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, what's the, like, what's like the one thing you kind of pulled from that, that like really sticks with you after? Cause like, how long has it been since the finale happened? It was end of last year, right? December. Okay. Yeah. I, t- time means yeah. nothing to me time, anymore. You couldn't tell. Like, <laughs> It's just <laughs> <laughs> might be a little time work, but you did just get off the train. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the, my take comes from that. Um, my take comes from that show. Um, was re-cementing friendships. I think with the pandemic, a lot of us forgot or couldn't, or didn't have the capacity to know how to show up for each other. And I think reintroducing re-friendships was something that I kind of, you know, took away from how her and Molly in the beginning, you know, it was about fun, turned up, they were coming into themselves, their womanhood, also their careers, but also trying to find love in their different journeys and um, lifestyles to get to that. But at the core of it, you know, it's finding your soulmate. Like, yes, Molly found her soulmate in a guy, but truly her soulmate was Issa because of the friendship that they had built and all of this stuff that they had went through or gone through together to be able to come to this, like, apex of, like, really understanding each other and really, like, I know grace is, like, a trendy word right now, but, you know, showing each other grace and yeah. the times where they didn't know how to show up for themselves and definitely not for each other. So that was the take home I got from that. Uh, I will also say like the whole co-parent situation shit um, kind of hit home for myself as well. And like learning how to maneuver and navigate through those types of spaces. Um, let's see what else. Um but this season for me was really about the friendships and that made me want to get closer to my friends to be honest yeah or be a better friend like be a fucking better friend like yeah just be a better friend yeah nah sh- sh- showing up for your people is like one of the most important things you could do it's like that's like that's like a base of like any good relationship like reciprocity is so important oh man like that's 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 big time for me i yeah. uh yeah i definitely i definitely like you know like watching watching molly and Issa's journey over the course of uh yeah watching molly and Issa's journey has been like a real like that's like so many friendships look like that 
and it's kind of crazy. But also there are plenty of friendships that like start out good and don't really have like the big roller coaster shit they were going through. But it's just like, yeah, like just I I, I don't know. It's just like the nuance to it that really just makes it feel um, real and just like I don't even know. It's it, it, it was like like there. You know, like their like like their story is a love story, even if you don't like like it's not yeah. like romantic, but it's definitely like a platonic love Absolutely. story in that way. And that's yeah. kind of what um you, you you just like didn't really see you didn't really see very many specific versions of that story, especially told like like involving black women by black women. Like yes. nah, like it, it, yes. like yes. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to see. Like But I also love the different and I know colorism is still a thing, but back to your sure. point where you were saying how they were lighting black people. And I, I really appreciated um, their approach to the casting as well and showing all different shades of black people, especially mm-hmm. from the different sides of town of Los Angeles too. I think that was um, a big, like a big call out for me to see that. Right. Yeah, nah, like just show, just showing, showing everybody, um, but also just kind of like, you know, just like center, just like thinking about like Molly, Molly, Issa, and Lawrence are all darker skin, and that's really beautiful to me. Yeah. I just, I just, I yes. just love, like, like I don't really think it needs to go much further than that. I just thought that was dope. I don't really even yes. know if that was intentional or not. But just to like see the three of them mm-hmm. kind of like centered as like these are the main characters, yeah, and like and like they succeed, yes. they fail, they're real people. Good shit yep. makes me happy. Like yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then you know, like on top of that, the music, like, 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 like I feel like my second favorite part of the whole show is just like all the music. And ha- remind me one more time how many songs that you had on Insecure. Cause I, it was... I am thankful and blessed enough to have a song in each season. And I yeah. had two songs in the last season. Um, being in that show specifically, I would say changed my life because getting in the television world, TV sync world is challenging and it's hard if you don't have people fighting for you. Um, and I feel like the music supervisor Kiera and my music music supervisor Mike Jensen with Grady Goods they and also Lacey Duke a director um, have always been fighting for me and always like aware of like things that I'm doing but it also goes back to the relationships that we were talking about having like those in place so while Issa's growing and she's advancing with her trajectory she has placed these artists within her story to grow with her. And I don't know if that was like intentional, but for me personally, I can see the growth from like the production and the mixing off of the first song that I had on there to this, just how she glued, like how her glow up was going from like a, like a short fade. Yeah. You know, how, all like natural hair, looking good, working out, she fit, all of this type shit. And then I'm like, you know what? It was beautiful to see both of us grow 
in our respective journeys. And I was glad that the music department um, was gracious enough to have me a part. Mm -hmm. Like, 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 I, like, I feel like sync licensing is a thing that doesn't really get talked about super often. And it's like, yeah. so like, I, I mean, it's not just like important to the process of people getting on, on shows. Like, yeah. that's like how it happens, you know? And like, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and just like, and just like, and like, not even, not even, not even just considering like the money you can make off that type of stuff, but just like, you know, like, like, what was it like, like having 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 gone through all of this over the course of the four seasons or what was it four seasons or five seasons why am i forgetting right now I, I, it, it was five seasons okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right so over the course of over the course of five seasons like what um you know like like talk to me about what you kind of learned about sync licensing and like what it can do and like the practical applications of having your music on a show or in a movie, because I feel like those two things kind of are the same. The goal is to have it, have your music in a movie, a feature film, but also the road to get there is to get into TV shows. Um, um, so typically they will give you a synopsis or like, um, pieces of the story to see if the songs fit but because of you know the relationships that we have um my sync supervisor is thoroughly familiar with my catalog so he knows what would fit and what and what wouldn't but also mm -hmm. if i don't have anything they will offer me you know space to make a song for it mm -hmm. um Personally, I feel like it's either you're on playlists a lot or you're in syncs. I went the sync route. Yes, I am on playlisting, but my syncing resume is far more intense than streams. Um, that being said, you don't really see that money on streams unless you like The Weeknd or SZA. You're getting like millions and millions of plays. So it was. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go the other route. I really want to figure this shit out and like try to like get some real estate within uh within the sync and licensing that way i will forever be embedded in that show but also i can also get small royalties on the back end of that so i know it's not like oh i'm touring i'm doing this and doing that but tv is a forever radio yeah so yeah I kind of like see it like that for me. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody getting like a book deal, you know, and, and just like, just like the, mm. you know, like a, a, everybody, everybody really just likes to hammer home the whole like residual income, residual income, like that's, that's what that is, you yeah. know, like and 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 you know, like on top of on top yeah. of being a part of something that's so iconic, like you know, like 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 I imagine the bread is pretty nice on top of that, so that's super cool i like mm -hmm. that like I'm, I'm just i'm just particularly interested in that because you know like this is like you know like this is all about like rap and film and like i'm big on like 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 it's something i've always thought about doing like being a music supervisor on a movie like but even I that. I man that's that's a dream job one day fingers crossed but like even forgetting my own personal like stake in the shit like i just that process is so interesting to me and i just love the way 
those two things can combine. I, I like I don't know. I'm 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 rambling right now, but that shit is tight. <laughs> no, no, that's a conversation. But I I can see you being a music supervisor. Um, how intentional you are about the relationships that you make in the artists that you want to write about is just basically turning the words and applicating them into motion. I could right. see, I could totally see that. That's yeah. a good way to think about it. I, I I didn't think about it that way, but one day we'll see if 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 somebody wants to put me on their team, I'm 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 there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna coin that. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm gonna you. put that here when I hear somebody. I'm gonna be like, you know what? You might know somebody. You might have to apprentice just because it's so new. But right, hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, yeah, nah, I'm, 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 I'm with it all, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but you know, like, so next is like, talk to me about like, what was the first, what's the first memory you have of watching a movie? Like, it could be at the theater, it could be on TV, it could be at your cousin's house, wherever. Like, the first okay. thing that comes to your mind. First memory. It's so many. I, so it's just different phases because I feel like I live different lives. So like if I was a kid, my first movie that would come to head uh, would be Home Alone. Or if I was like pre-teens, then it would be like Loving Basketball or like Love uh-huh. Jones, College. And then the movie Closer, that was like a big movie for me. And then from there, I would go to, also I would think like Forrest Gump because I'm from Savannah and that was a very influential movie. But I didn't really start getting into films to like college, post-college. Like Mm -hmm. after like my early 20s, you know how it is because you kind of go through an evolution of like things that you watch because um, of the knowledge and the perspective that you have. Um, So I wouldn't say that I was watching like, like mad, like obscure, like films, like that that really wasn't my um, thing. I I was kind of corny. I was looking like nineties movies a lot. I mean, that's Um, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Looking at like, like no crazy crazy shit like i'm not even gonna tell you like brady bunch movies like that's fine like sweet home alabama never been kissed because i was such a very more fan um what else did i watch uh what was like what was the thing that man i remember going to the movies with my mom to go watch Waiting to Excel, but I had to close my eyes in 90% of the movie. I'm like, bro, why did you even bring me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mom, that's something, that's something you should have watched at home, guys, but you know how it was back in the day. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild movie to bring your child to, Waiting to Exhale. Just like watch, <laughs> just like watch Angela Bassett blow the car up. Like, that's like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, right. So I'm, I'm like, my eyes are closed half the time, but you know how it is. Um, but I'm trying to think of the movie that, like, really, really did it for me. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was a radio kid, not a TV kid growing up. I feel like okay. we wasn't as fortunate. 
So we had to like choose. So I would ask for like the newest boom box or CD player, five disc CD player, like every Christmas. Right. Instead of getting a TV. So let me think of a movie, the movie that did it, did it for me. Well, while you think about that, I'm kind of curious, like with the radio, like since you were a radio kid, like what, like what stations were you listening to? And what was the stuff that was really grabbing your ear when you would do that? Because that's special too, you know? Yeah. So my first ever cassette tape, don't laugh, probably tell them my age was the Raven Simone cassette tape. And I was obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom took me to Six Flags to go meet her because we lived in Savannah. So that was my first cassette tape ever. And I think Missy Elliott had did some production on that because I was watching a doc on her. Yeah, um, so that I remember that. Was, yeah, yeah. She, that was like my first tape that I got ever. And then from there, um, the CD, I will say the CD that did it, did it for me was um 95 brandy cd that was the cd that that was the first cd i think i ever bought with my own with my own seven to eight dollars because cds back then you either go to f i was it fye 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 was one of them yeah fye and uh walmart uh that's where i would get my cds from my mom was like like that shit crazy religious so she wanted to get like the no cursing one so we had to go to <laughs> go to Walmart. Um, so that was like the CD that really changed it for me from like the line of notes to or having like the lyrics on one side and the photo poster on the other side. And then Miss Education on Lauren Hill. That's when I was like on my conscious shit. That came out when I was like seventh grade. Um, that was a CD. No, my mom bought me Brandy. I bought... Um, I bought Miss Educational Lauren Hill because that gotcha. CD was pretty expensive. Um, yeah, it was pretty expensive back then because she had so many like good uh, singles that came out before that. And um, that was like our road trip. That was our road trip music that was uh, a way for me to like have some escapism. Um, mm-hmm. I would create these worlds because the skits in between it. Um, I would just like imagine myself being in those spaces and those classrooms and like all types of shit, really. Like the miseducation of Laura Hill, I was, she looks like me. Her hair isn't pressed. She don't have no perm. She got locks. She's spitting some real shit. I'm like, yo, I could do this. Like, she's like i could do this like for real for real um and that was like the bonding project for me and my mom for sure yeah that's yeah that's really like a like i remember the first time i heard the project and um i was um um i was i was um like i think trying to remember the first time i heard it but either way like that project was really really special for me just because of like it was just so good, you know, and like, and, and like, I was just like learning, I was just learning about Lauren's story, and just like the fact that she only put out that, and then the unplugged album, and then like, just like, just like having, having, maintaining the legacy she's maintained with the Fuji's album, and one solo album, and just like having, it's just like, she's, she's, she's like, 
she was she was she was Jay Electronica before Jay Electronica. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. To be to be honest, but her penmanship put her there. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, like her and Andre for me, they are the types of artists that could put one project out that has that has so much substance to carry a decade or two or three or four, you know, like from the love below yeah. when that came out that I felt like the, the feeling that I got is three albums that give me that feeling. I heard um, Amy Winehouse rehab on the radio and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I literally, I was like, what the fuck is this? So it was that project, Amy Winehouse, The Love Below, Never Say Never, and um, Miss Education on Lauryn Hill. Those yeah. are like the four albums through my during my adolescence um, that really like molded me into the artist I am. But as far as like the alternative side of myself, um, while I was developing in that area, it was like the Glenn Stefani, the No Doubt, the um, yeah. Avril Lavigne, like Avril Lavigne, Paramore and shit. Yeah, it was two sides. It was like, yes, I'm black, I'm urban, I love soul music, I love R&B music, but it's also because I grew up in Savannah, it was a coastal city. We also had that genre, that aesthetic, that feel, the very coastal beach wavy music so i have both of those i will say I have both of those dualities for sure right yeah no i totally did too i grew up i grew up off a lot of like like you know my uh yeah like my father used my father bought brandy's never say never and we heard that album uh, it, it, it was like that destiny's child's greatest hits and like eric oh. but um 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 eric like the eric benet album with like the blue and white cover it's the one with georgie porgy on it that's one of my favorite i love i love that fucking song um <laughs> i don't know why but like that's like eric benet, i forgot that was an era yeah like and that was and that was like before my time quote unquote but like because, because i was a kid but like my yeah. dad had the album and he loved it but i say all of that to say that like on top of that you know like i had you know like i had my no doubt shit i was big on fallout boy and you know like um panic at the disco and paramore and like all of that stuff i'm also i'm also real into metal too like huge like I, but you know like i just kind of like but but like at the end of it all like you know like like rapping R&B was always kind of like my center, you know, you know, I mean, like, you know, like I grew up in the Burbs, I grew up in Montclair, which is right, it's right outside of New York City. So like, so, yeah. so like all those influences are just kind of like all around me too. And it was just like a thing, you know, like it was just kind of natural for everybody to just listen to whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I want, oh, there was something you said earlier. Oh, you said that your first cassette that you ever owned was the Raven Simone album. I'm gonna tell you something because I remember when the That's So Raven soundtrack came out. You remember when the That's So Raven soundtrack came out? She had like she had like two songs on there. You were the cheetah. Yeah. I had the we had the cheetah girl. No, no, no. I I mean it's too late. It's too it's too late now. But like we but we had the we had the That's So Raven soundtrack and the Cheetah Girl soundtrack. But like there was this like one 
song that was on there called Supernatural that I was just like obsessed with. Like I would just play that yeah, shit dude. over and over. I'm 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 gonna send you the song later. I'm gonna find it. I promise. But like, please, please, please. <laughs> I was I was huge on like all of that. You know, like and like I had missed. So like I like so like I had missed that early era because like I because because like the that so Raven Cheetah Girls era was like when I was coming yeah. up. You know, so like I um yeah. I went I went back and found a lot of her old stuff and just like to see. So like to hear that to hear that Missy had production on there is like you know like just like on my on my music history type shit I was just like really really into that yeah um but nah like it's just like it's just beautiful to have like eighteen different kinds of music kind of kind of like funneling into you because because you know like at that point you yeah. can kind of you can you can kind of like really make a decision and be like oh this is the shit that I really fuck with. Like on some like this is like I'm here forever type shit. Yes. And like that's yeah. um that's one thing that I've definitely kind of come to appreciate about how um diverse my musical tastes were back in the day and now still, but like, you know, like I'm 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 definitely a rap baby. Yeah. Like that was like that was like the one that grabbed me more than any yeah. other, you know, like so um but just to see yeah. I feel you is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> when you say rap baby, t- tell me like what rap would you listen to? So one of my so my my family tells me um my, my mother and father told me one of the first things I did when I first learned how to talk. You remember the um remember the Essex song I Got the Power? I think, or, or, or maybe the band wasn't called Essex. I, I forget, but but like, but like the. I got the power. So apparently, <laughs> when we were when we when we were driving around, like I like I I must have been like four or five or six years old. I just like rapped the entire song, like I just like knew. I, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that song. I don't remember any of that shit. But like that. I'm so dead ass. Like that was like they tell me this story like pretty often. Like I I don't remember this at all, but like I just knew all the words and they were like <laughs> looking at me and shit. So like I guess it kind of started there. And then the first album that I ever owned, like, was um Bow Wow's Beware a Dog. So like that's what so like that's how it started for me. Cause I saw I saw the I saw the ghetto girls video on TV and I was like, I need this album. Like, <laughs> yo, that's wow. Yo, like, wow, Bow Wow. Bow Wow was considered rap. That's even funnier. Yeah, and like, and like the shit is like, good. Like, I went back rap. and yeah, like I listened to it like uh, recently, and it's still it's he was he was on some shit. Like, you know, like he 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 had JD in his corner at that point. He had Snoop Dogg on the yeah. album. Like that I was that was an album man like I was I was nine years old and I remember when that album came out and I ran it and I was like that was when I was like oh I'm here for life like this is it's over like he he was he was the hardest motherfucker on planet earth to me at nine years old like I have no shame in saying that like (laughs) (laughs) like wow like even to think there were only like two kids in the industry like during that time, and then that's when, when if you think about it, you know, Bow Wow really kind of paved the way for a lot of kid artists after him to come up. Because I'm even thinking about back in the day, he was in the rooms with all these older rappers. They were really 
there was during that time there was really no space for kid rappers, kid artists, and then slowly from there, Sammy would come up. Um, what's Master P's son name? Little Little Romeo. Little Romeo. And yeah. Then, uh, little fit, not little flip, and then little flip. Yeah. Kid rap. All these kid rappers were coming up like right after him. I didn't even think about that. Even he was on what do you call it, Rap City? I remember when Bow Wow mm-hmm. was on Rap City with JD, and I'm like, who's this little kid occupying these spaces? battling with these grown men that shit's wild to kind of think about right now yeah it is and then like because like before that the only example we had was crisscross and like crisscross was not that you know like they were not that (laughs) like like yeah but nah like yeah like i don't i don't remember the whole story but i think it kind of ended a little tragically they could have they they like they were supposed to go further than they did, but um, uh, but to but oh yeah, but to answer the rest of your question, so I started there, and then you know like I just moved through you know like early two thousands shit, like you know like I was big on Kanye, big on Lupe, um, yes. huge huge on State Property, free, uh, Freeway Freeway Philadelphia Freeway was one of my favorite albums coming up, um, big on Cameron's Purple Haze, um, huge on Outkast, yes. like um. Same. Um, you know, you know, like the love, uh, like, like speaker box of love below was everywhere at that time. And I had already heard, um, I had, I had already heard some of the Stankonia stuff at that point. Um, I just, I just kind of yes. like, I just kind of grabbed, like, I just kind of grabbed whatever I liked, you know, like I just, um, and like, especially when the internet happened, like it was just like, once the internet really became a thing, it was just about grabbing, grabbing whatever you wanted type shit. And like, I just like, like, Another thing I don't think I've talked about before with like with anybody really, I remember the first like four songs I downloaded off of iTunes when iTunes was a thing. Those four songs were Daddy Yankees, Daddy Yankees, Gasolina, Kalisa's Milkshake, <laughs> Lil John, Snappy Fingers, oh, and Freeway's Flipside. Those were the first four songs I downloaded off iTunes as a kid. So like that's the type of shit I was listening to coming up. Like <laughs> it's the it's it's a broad spectrum. You said Daddy Yankee out out like the rip. Like, okay, okay. I, I don't even remember my I'm even trying to remember my iPod iPod situation. I I can't even remember that shit. I think I had an iPod shuffle so I didn't see the screen. Right. Okay. That, yeah. That makes yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I think I wanted an iPod. An iPod. But I think my mom was like, "You're getting shoes or an iPad shuffle." I was like, "Right." <laughs> I'm getting the shoes and the iPad shuffle. I yeah. That's that's wild. Yeah. What what a what a what a era and just like what a what a thing. Yeah. Just like just like shoes or an ipod shuffle is just like that's a lot you know <laughs> yeah. man we've come a long way i'm so blessed nah I, no i'm blessed. happy i'm happy for you like just yeah like just once again just to like see but just like see the growth even just over the course of the last couple of years you know like I, like i thought it had been four years but it's like but it hasn't even, it's barely been two type shit you know like like seriously, like twenty twenty. We're the right. time warp. 
Yeah, nah. Uh, today, and I was like, we haven't really talked about post-pandemic trauma. Like, I know we're trying to get used to being out with people, but a large part of the routines that we have been doing for years, we haven't done those in two years. Yeah. And it's hard for us to find the footing again. So you're going back to a place that really doesn't exist because time got all warped. So I really want to figure out the science in that part. Like something mm-hmm. is not clicking. You're not the only person that feels like things happen much longer than what it was. No, nah, we all, we all so like collected. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-mm, I was done. I was, I was, I was just going to say like, we all like went through a we we all like have that trauma together like we all went through that like there's not a single person in the world who wasn't going through that at that like that's so crazy to think about mm-hmm. like there aren't there aren't very many moments there's only like a handful of or, or or there's 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 more than there should be but there's only like a handful of moments where like we all like 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 i was there when the stock market crashed i was there when the twin towers fell i was there when covid happened yeah. like just to imagine that there's yeah. going to be like people in 20 years who like don't who didn't live through covid like i can't imagine talking to people like i'm not ready for that yet you know like yeah <laughs> god damn yeah man yeah Shit. i hope we and i hope it's i i hope it's settled like i think it's still happening but we don't give as much visibility to it anymore because it's just like all right this is something that's going to be around like the flu, you know, right. but I just, I still don't know like the landscape. I think we have to focus on the war right now. So they kind of push COVID to the side, but that's a whole yeah. nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast <laughs> before we like, A, I love talking to you. B, um, what's like, cause you mentioned love and basketball earlier. And that's a movie that I've kind of been waiting for somebody to bring up and that hasn't happened yet. So talk to me. So talk to me about love and basketball and like, what is, what it is about that movie that's so special to you? Cause like it's love and fucking basketball. Like, <laughs> okay. So funny story. We start out. I was so impacted that by that movie for a few things. I, I don't know if I was in high school when it came out. Yeah, I think I was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school, or I don't know, high school. I wanted to try out for basketball because I wanted to prove them wrong that I could be more than just singing in the chorus and doing that. Long story short, I did that, did not make it. I'm like, bro, how the fuck am I going to be JV? I mean, senior playing JV, so I quit because I was really that trash. And then, <laughs> I'm like, y'all here thinking I'm going to find me a boyfriend. So that's the real tea behind that. But... Uh, I like that movie because I was a huge Sanai Lathan fan at the time. Right. Um, I feel like she was a black girl that looked like me. I can identify with her. And we had like the same type of nose a little bit. And I know that's kind of weird to say, but back then, <laughs> I was like, she kind of got like the nose like me. And I like her. And I feel like she plays good roles. But um, we always wanted. I guess at that age, we always wanted to feel like a sense of belonging. And no matter how good she was, she always felt like she didn't belong. 
And that's something that I kind of related to. Like she was beautiful. She was playing basketball. She was, you know, on the scholarship, but she always felt like she had to prove herself. But mm -hmm. through that, she found her, um, uh, what do you call it? Her, uh, her neighbor, which ended up being her, um, her high school sweetheart or high school love and yeah. every girl wanted the girl wanted i know they were like the girl next door but the girl next door always wanted the boy next door but the boy next door was always a jock or wanted like the popular girl um so it was good to see that type of story kind of um come full circle i also related to um being like the cool tom girl tom girl chic girl that's always cool with the guys that's relatable but they don't see you like that until they see you like that yeah you know if that makes sense but it's like oh i actually like you because you cool but i actually like once i uncovered i actually like you so i think that's for me that's why i appreciated the story because it showed the different stages of her growth, like growing with someone as a friend and then growing in love with someone mm -hmm. as a friend, you know? Um, but the girl next door wants the boy next door too. Right. And like, see, and you know, like, like all credit, all credit in the world to Omar Epps and Sanai Lathan for like selling their relationship because I watched it again. Quincy's awful. Like he's, he's like he, he's the worst, bro. Like I don't he's he's the worst. Like he like like he never treated her right. And it's just like ever. Like from jump, like from them meeting and them playing and like he just I'll 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 never forget the first time I saw him just push her off the bike. He's like, I don't want you, you ugly like yo. Like ugly are you serious? Oh you dog. dog. Like dog. <laughs> called her ugly dog, like you're a oh, child. Man. Like, what do you know about? What do you know about that shit? Like, <laughs> and then, but y'all do shit like that. Y'all do boys. I don't yeah. know why y'all pick on girls. Y'all pick on girls that y'all like. It be somewhere in here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't speak for. I can't speak for the. I can't speak for the rest of people. But it's just like, goddamn, just so much, man. Like, just like, just, and and just like, you would think that people would like outgrow that shit, cause it's like, cause 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 like as bad as it is, it's like one thing to like be a kid and do shit like that, but just like, just like him, just like when they get to college and he's just like he's just like openly fucking around with other people because he's like mad that his dad cheated on his mom I'm like what are you doing bro like why like 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 you're mad about it but you're doing it again like why like i just and then and and, and then to end it all off like when he's with tyra banks and then then at the end and like he just he just threw away that whole relationship that was going on for however many years he's like yeah let's play let's play basketball for our like get the fuck out of here! You don't stop, like <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> right the way you broke that shit down, you like first of all, this nigga was trash. Like off rip, but I didn't even think about that part. Like he had a whole, he was whole like straight married. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's play basketball. Like <laughs> we're gonna do it. Like he no. looked at he looked her in the face. He said. 
double or nothing. I'm like, oh no, you're not serious. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't take all the credit for that because um, I rewatched it and then I found this. Um, this is a great YouTube channel that I've been a fan of for a while. The guys, it's called uh, Premise Hood Cinema. He does, um, he just, he just watches, he just watches hood classics and does commentary. He's super dope. Like that's a fr that's free promo. Go go watch Premise of Cinema if you haven't before. Like, but like I watched it again and he kind of you know like I was watching it myself and and just being like he's he's kind of right. This nigga sucks. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like you know like, but like, but like, like I said before, they sell it so well. Like Sinai Lathan and Omar Epps saw the relationship so well that it's like, like it took me years to be like, he kind of sucks, right? Like, you know, and then and then to just like kind of be vindicated and like see that in there and just and, and just like she and like people were so it wasn't even just him, everybody was so cruel to her. Her mother was cruel to her, all the girls at the school were cruel to her. Like, god damn, what a what a what a movie. <laughs> like what is, what but it's true shit like that happened we just now right. are like how to verbalize it how to break things down how to see things for what they were but i didn't even think about yeah i didn't even really think about that like that i'm like still in my like high school brain but i'm thinking about my like, i feel you yeah that nigga did suck that nigga didn't want to support her but all of a sudden he hurt himself and now he want double or nothing you're right Bye. That's what that's, that's our that's our fault. Women are so forgiving. We're so forgiving. We take a lot of shit. Sorry, we take a lot of shit for like no reason. Yeah, nah. It just people, 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 people just gotta be better. That's 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 all I have to say about that. Like I just, but like. But like at the end, but like love and basketball is such a, it's, it's still just, a, it's a story beautifully told, like regardless of whatever their personalities are, like it's just such a good movie, such a good story, well told. And it's really like timeless in that, in, in, in more ways than one, but like, it's just. If we got to pick, if I got to pick Omar Epps as like, I like the wood. Wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah. The Wood. Omar Epps is good. And then what else did he play in? Not Juice. Was it Juice? He, yeah, he was in Juice. He was, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he was the DJ and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Juice. But it was something else. Or, or, or am I thinking about? I'm not thinking about lunch. What's the other? I might be Juice with the nigga with the big lips. With the with the with the with the box curl box perm with the part, I I'm 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 pretty sure that's juice. I'm that's pretty juice? sure that's yeah, juice. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> Damn. Right, cool. Yeah, juice. Yeah. I, I'm second guessing myself, but I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna say I'm pretty sure that's juice. But it's either juice? way, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. That was a good one too. I'm I love '90s black classics. Like I watch all the art shit too. Like whatever, but. Right. I love all that shit. Like Best Man. Mm hmm Um, what else do I like? I'm not even gonna tell you a deep, deep cut because that's gonna tell them my age, but Jason's lyric. Jason's uh, lyric. Wow. Well okay, let me say this. This this is the real shit. My dad used to be a bootlegger. So I was uh -huh. watching shit 
that I had no business watching. Like, <laughs> my dad was like the VHS guy. That's he's gonna kill me. So we had a uh, many hustles. Yeah, <laughs> so we had we had our own like blockbuster. My dad like had a whole shelf. We had like two hundred. Like he would take these shows like a hundred, two hundred things, and you would, like rent them out. And I just had like just even like into deep. Like I was just watching all of these like black classics, like Mad Young, like Mad Young, because my daddy was like the bootleg nigga. So here we are. That's hard, honestly. Like first and foremost, that's fucking hard. Like, like you know, like you, you gotta you, you gotta do what you gotta do to push through. But like that's just like that's so cool. Like just like being being the like just 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 like my daddy's a bootleg man. Like that's the coolest shit I've ever my heard. Dad. Like I'm not gonna lie. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna drag me for this because you know clean. He done gave his life to the Lord, so he gonna he gonna drag me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was in an interview that I had to tell the folks that he used to be a book, a bootlegger, but me here now, what's up? That's incredible. Like, nah, you tell you you tell him I take full responsibility for that. That's 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 yeah, I'll, put, I'll, that on, I'll, put that on there. Yeah, no, nah, I'll no 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 I'll take that on the chin. <laughs> I'll take that on the chin. So like so like as you get older and you kind of have like you know, like especially especially with like 90s black classics because like there's so many like i could sit here and name them forever my personal favorite is baby's yeah. kids i don't know how many people are gonna fuck with that but like baby's ba- kids is my favorite sure? shit i'm so yeah i love baby's kids that's like interesting that's a movie i saw at my cousin's house Mm, I saw okay. that. I I saw that. I saw that. I saw that at my cousin Indira's house. Shout out to Indira. Shout out to Aunt Nee. Shout out to Uncle Goody. Rest in power. Um, with, my, with with all my other cousins, like that was. And then I watch. And then like yeah. I, and that's, that's like a movie I watch like once a year just to be like, see, this is this is one of those. You know, like I just I love that movie with all my heart. It's 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 very nineties. Like it's it's like so nineties. It hurts, but like I love it. I love everything about it. Damn. Okay, so I did watch Baby's Kids, but it didn't grab me. How it didn't grab me, but I watched. I feel like I watched that movie a lot. But the illustration was definitely dope, and it also was a pre 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 introduction to Proud Family. But nobody don't want to hear me though. Right. Hey, man. Nah, that's 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 history right there. You just connected some dots, like for real. Like you could you could even see it in the animation style. It's real similar. That's what I'm I saying. The animation I, style. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Wow. That also that movie was also what introduced me to. I didn't you know, like I didn't know about Robin Harris before that. So like that introduced me to Robin Harris because it was based off of one of his yeah. uh, um, um, one of his uh stand up bits, and that was fun fact. Yes. That was, yeah yeah like yes. nah like that was the, so yes like from then i was like all right like it's robin harris bro is crazy and then fun fact that was uh phase on love's first movie role ever like he voiced um he voiced robin in the movie because i think robin harris had died like right before they finished making the movie and phase on love plays robin in the movie and like yeah, he had died before that yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think like, or or, 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 no, or no, maybe maybe he didn't die before that. He might have died. He either died like six months before or six months after the movie came out. 
I, I, I love this movie. I know everything about it. But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I can't remember right now. But either way, like that's that's you know what you're like. That's one for me. I'm big on the best man. I love I love the best man. Um, really big on uh, trying to think of others. They're, they're like 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 we could sit here and talk. We could sit here and talk black classics all day. There's a million, but like. So like so like as you're kind of growing up and you have you know like you're kind of like building this uh you're you know you're, you're like you're building your like mental backlog and shit like was there ever a period of time when you kind of noticed that music and film kind of came together and like complemented each other in a way that you hadn't seen before like it could even be it, it could even be something as simple as like a movie soundtrack or something but like yeah All right, it's probably gonna be something that you would not imagine, but okay. Um, it's the model, uh, Sue Jorge, um, directed by Khalil Joseph. It was my first time that I saw or I had experienced um, visuals like that place to music i can send it to you it's uh it's jody's first jody from queen of slim her first movie okay that was my first time being introduced to her um i think that came out in 2011 and i'm trying to even think back before before 2011 but i also feel like i started coming to myself and really understanding the palette and the taste level for music going with visuals um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, you said you you said Khalil Joseph was the person who directed yeah. the first one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um um he made the Flying Lotus short movie. I love Khalil Joseph. Yes. He's incredible. He's incredible. Yes, he does an amazing job. And I also would say Eternal uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. That was one that that movie fucked me up though. Talk like, about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, okay, there's some heady shit to be like where I was in my life and like how old I was. I don't know who introduced me to that. And then, cause I love John Bryan. Like yeah. he, he's a beautiful composer. Um, and then what's another one? Uh, everything else I could think of is like pretty like 2013. I'm just trying to, I think that was more um into music videos during that time but i think yeah like 08 or 09 mm-hmm. yeah it's like when i started like really paying attention to shit like that yeah nah like that's like you know, you know, like, you know like even with music videos like that's like i feel like that's like the ultimate one like that's like that's one that so many people just like you know like you can't like that like it's like it couldn't be more literal like you know, like yeah. it's it's it's, it's, it's just like putting pictures to sound, type shit. And um, Purple Rain, Purple yeah. Rain was a good one. That, Come on, that, yeah, Purple, uh, yeah. Maybe that one. Maybe that was the first one that I experienced. I didn't understand it. I was too young. You know, it might have been like eight, seven, like really young. I think I was like right. too young to really understand it. But I remember the feeling that I felt when my dad put the VHS in 
And it's a, I remember this still so vividly. I think Prince got in a fight with his dad. The rain was coming. And like, it was, I don't know what song was playing during that scene. You watch Purple Rain? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, I can't remember that song. But yeah, maybe Purple Rain. I would say that. Yeah, Purple Rain. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like Purple Rain's a classic, you know. Like that's that was yeah. that, and um, you ever, yeah, um, 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 before we get to our topic, you ever see uh Under the Cherry Moon before? That Prince movie? No, I want to see it. It's beautiful. Everyone it's it. yeah, nah, it's 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 uh, that's that's one of my favorite Prince albums if I had to pick one, and I just mm. like yeah, like that, like that movie is so. It's not perfect, but it's really beautiful, and just the way the soundtrack kind of works. It, yeah, just it's yeah. Prince was something else. All all his all, all all his movies were cool. I liked them a lot. All his movies. I mean, not to go out on a tangent, but I really love the approach of cinematography. They was the first real niggas doing short films um, for their for their projects, like that I could think of. Like Moonwalker, I was too young to understand it, but I knew, I I knew how important it was. Are you talking about Michael Jackson now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah. between Michael Jackson and Prince, they yeah. were the first artists that I could understand music and visuals. Right. And they did it in a short film. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know you could do shit like that. Right. That's what. That's what. Ha- I'm I'm sorry. No, go for it. I was I no I was just gonna say like that's what Hype Williams did for me. Like I remember I remember seeing so many Hype Williams videos mm. coming up and 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 then and and then on top of that, you know, like looking at it now, like you got somebody like Cole Bennett over at Lyrical Lemonade who does who does like all the fucking crazy videos that he does yeah. for like Jid and I've I've been I've been watching the Changing Lanes Kevin Gates video a lot the last like week I don't know why that song just popped into my head and like just watching just just like watching how he kind of puts a thing together just really yeah I don't know like that video is beautiful to me and I like that song Kevin a lot Gates. yeah okay Kevin Gates I need, yeah Height Williams Belly Belly that's a good oh yeah good come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like yeah. Belly is Belly. Like the intro to Belly is one of my favorite movie moments ever. Like, like, like that's basically a movie in and of itself. Like the rest didn't even need to happen, honestly. Like, <laughs> he he fucking nailed it. Like, fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, like I, I yeah, like I could. One of these days, I'm gonna do a whole. I'm I'm gonna do a whole something for Hype Williams again. I already wrote a piece, but I'm gonna do something else. But like either way, like shout out to <laughs> shout out to video, shout out to Hype Williams forever and ever. Um, so let's wow, we've wow, we've already been going for a minute. That's so crazy. Um, so you know, like talk to me, talk to me about when you first decided that you wanted to like actually like pursue music and not just have it be a thing that you like watched from the sidelines and like experienced because it was it was it was like around no 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 you tell me you tell me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah when i first first (laughs) when i first first decided that i wanted to do music um i had auditioned for american idol i was in sixth grade fifth sixth grade 
and um, it was two auditions because it was this was during the time where tours or these things would come to the mall. So it was like one weekend was America Idol, the next weekend was Apollo. So I ended up trying out for both. Got to the round in America Idol. Got to the round before you went somewhere, and then uh, Apollo got to they did like a satellite and I got third place so I was pretty bummed and I, I was like you know what I think I could do this shit and I was maybe like fifth sixth grade when I decided I wanted to do it but I didn't know how to do it I didn't know how to get there um and I would just join choirs and little contests I would do I would even go as far as like, I wanted to be a VJ at one point. <laughs> and I was like, if I be a VJ, then I'll know I'm an artist. So I could just like transfer over and then like show up to MG. I had such these wild expectations that I thought how shit would work and how you can get in. That's not how shit works. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if I'm a VJ, then I could host TRL and I could just slip them my tape. That's not how that shit works. But nah. I mean, watching Kanye, genius. Yeah. I mean, God damn, like I understand his genius now, but I also understand the trauma that he had that he had to go through to get to where he is. But I also don't think he had dealt with rejection. Um, nope. he's dealing with it now from a public eye, you know, so yeah, it's a lot of shit like going on, but I, I have so much, so much respect for Ye after just watching that and, um, and like his, his, his story and like his journey to music and, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Like. And, and just, like, the way they structured the Genius documentary to have, like, the first two parts be, like, the earlier parts of his career, and then part three is just kind of seeing, yeah. like, like how it all's gone, like, so wrong over the course of the last, like, four years, because he's, he's just... <laughs> Yeah, it like it just 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 completely pulled the rug out. Like I was I was like almost scared they weren't gonna do that, and then they did, and I was like, all right, cool, good. Like you know, like we 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 can't ignore that, and you know, like he's somebody who's so foundational to so many people, and you know, like he's but and and like not only that, he's just like he's Kanye, you know, like he's someone who's like inextricable from like two decades of fucking music, you know, like he's just. He's he's complicated to put it to put it one way. He's he's a lot, but you know, like his uh his his influence on us, yeah, you know, and like his influence on all of us and all of this is just like undeniable. You know, it's it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But I'm understanding this complex man. I'm under I'm I'm, I'm understanding like I don't have to agree with everything he does. But I also see that it's, it's really the rejection. Like, I really feel like that's the thing that in his head, he's probably had to recondition himself to, like, you know, fight through so much. But he hasn't, like, addressed that, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that's why he kind of got off the rails because 
he might, I know he sees himself as a God. He tells us that very often, but maybe he's still convincing himself because he had 15 years of like rejection. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And then on top of that, he's got a bunch of mental health issues he's dealing with and he just needs help. That's that. Like, especially after the whole him harassing Kim K it just, he needs help. He needs to get help. And I hope he gets help. Like I just, it's just been so crazy to see him flame out, man. And just like, he just, he just needs I help. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say, man. Like, <laughs> So if I remember correctly, you started, you started releasing music or no, 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 not, not necessarily that you started releasing music when you were in college, but stuff that you were releasing, it kind of started to gain traction while you were in college. So like, so like, talk to me about like making music while you were in school. And like when, yeah. when, when you kind of notice things really start to go up for real? Yeah. I would say I, I did my first EP, like 0809. And I, I did that. That was like my first song. It's my first everything. Like, I wish that that wasn't the project that gave me notoriety, but that was also like the time I was like, Georgia and Lutro, Jay Davey. I was like young. I was super young. I always said I got discovered before I was ready. I literally went from like Savannah to like Paris. Like, what the fuck? Like, damn. I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> no music training, just just raw talent, just out there with no social media. Thank God. But right. um, that's I started there. <laughs> I started there. But things really started picking up for me about, I disappeared because I wanted to like rebrand, get my shit together. Um, I would say like 2015, 2014, 2015 was like when things started really um, take uh, taking shape, taking form for myself. Um, I dropped this uh, project, no, I dropped a single with a fool's gold DJ, Treasure Fingers, and gained mm-hmm. a lot of traction. And then they wanted to work with me. And I'm like, oh, let's just do a single deal single deal went to an ep deal which i got in 2015 worked my ass off of that shit yeah and then i put full school for like four or five years but i would say b would be the project that i felt like i was my most self because i didn't have a a lot of um outside distractions and people telling me what they think or thought i should have done because of how i started um and then the project came out in 2017. And this is kind of history. I would say that's kind of like the thing that really put me in a position that I am now was taking that first step with a B project. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's like, it's so foundational. And like, there's so much like, you just kind of like, 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 I feel like B is the one that kind of, you can see so many pieces of that project throughout all your others, you know, like, (laughs) like it's, it's just like real foundational, like for me, like in that sense. And, uh, you know, you know, like, you you know, it's like, you're going through all of this, you have this relationship with fool's gold, and then you decide to go your own way and put slug together. And um, talk to me about, like what like what inspired you to put slug together and just kind of like make this your own house you know 
Yeah, thanks. Um, out of the need, out of the need to be seen, out of the need to be heard, out of the need for legacy, out of the need of rejection, out of the need of no. Um, <clears throat> you sometimes you just you fucking just get tired of like hearing the same thing, and like you said with your hair, you know the vision. Like you, you, you knew you wanted to get locks. You, that's something that you just knew, and you kind of yeah. just went the journey. And but I, I, I couldn't tell people the foresight because they can't see. They don't know what's in your head. They don't know the vision. So I was like, you know what? I see it. I know I, I need to go. I just need to find the people that can back the vision and build my own house. And that shit was not easy. But I think we're just following my heart, just being super intentional about my wants, my goals. You know, here we are doing agency work, but doing our own shit on the side, creating space, collaborating, um, and just really like building a community or ecosystem for people to do their own shit, honestly. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's like so much more than just a label too. like y'all do just about everything. So it's so it's like a real like artist collective in in the way that, you you know, like and that's like I always think that's a really big difference to uh, to note because like because like there's like such a community of y'all over there. And just like you're kind of like the ringleader of this whole thing and just like just like just, you know, y'all have really grown it into something cool over the course of the last five years. And, you know, like, you know, like, like, looking back on everything that you've done with Slug, like, like, how do you feel about what you've created? Like, where do you feel like it's, where do you feel like it's at right now? We're at, um, uh, the best way to describe where we are now, we are trying to scale so we are going through another growth spurt, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, I feel like the work that we've done and the stories we have been able to tell are great. We love our partners. We love our collaborators. But at the end of the day, we are still our own individual artists. And we need to tell our stories and the story of our peers without the lens of a brand, without the lens of a sponsorship or a partnership. Um, more like to the streets, to the community. And um, that's kind of where I'm trying to get us to go, you know, get us to go back to because we are, like I said, our own artists and it's things that we want to do, but also grateful for the opportunities that we get to, that we get to work with other people. Right. And, you know, like, like a is special to be able to do that on your own and like kind of own the means of production in that way on some Karl Marx shit. But also like, you know, you know, like since it's a, since it's an artist collective, like, you know, like how is, yeah, there we go. How is, how is running slug kind of changed your, or rather has slug changed your perspective on the way that all these different kinds of art intersect with each other, like between, you know, you, you know, like between like you making, between you making one day this will all make sense 
and you know like just like film and art and marketing and everything just like the way it all comes together like has that changed for you at all that was a really long way of asking that question but like yeah. <laughs> sorry um, I think no 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 I think that with each vertical or with each thing I'm learning how to be a better leader a better communicator um I don't do everything right, but I will say that I do learn from failure and learn through failure. Um, um, as far as the ways that it has changed me, um, it's shown me how to creatively problem solve um, quickly because I am well versed in different things. So a technique or a method or a process that works typically for music marketing might not work completely for the agency world, but the fundamentals and the foundation of music has taught me the inner workings of how to work with clients, if that makes sense. So like yeah. timelines, deadlines, DSPs, scope of work, basically in the music world, that's like release date, single date, second single date, interview. It's the same, it's basically the same. It's just different terminology and how it's how the information is extracted from different like um, categories, you know? Right. Yeah, nah, totally. You know, like and it's and it's all it's all connected. That's like that's like mm -hmm. the thing that really gets me because like because like talking to mm -hmm. so many people. You know, like talking to you and talking to the homie Fly Anakin. Shout out to Frank, like, and just and and, and just like I seeing. Love him, by the way. Yeah, me too. He's incredible, bro. His album is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank is nuts, but like every, but but like everything that like he, <laughs> like him and Henny Lowe and all of them have done with Mutant Academy is like I'm such a huge fan of the th of, of like the ecosystem they built. You know, like they're just, but like, yeah. but. But like there was a thing he mentioned um in an interview where he said that uh he said that like we're all basically just like freelancers. You know, like he was he was just like being a certain level of musician is like being a freelancer. And you know, like if the tours slow up and the music's not coming, like you gotta figure some other shit out. And it's just like, you know, just like seeing seeing the way all of those things, you know, like I had thought about it like that before, but he was the first person I saw who like really said it like that. You know, like it it, it was yeah. just kind of it was just kind of like an unspoken truth to me. But like to see it really like get verbalized like that, I was like, that's that's facts. Like we're all just here running this game. And, you know, like, you know, like and just to like, that's just another way of what you, you know, you, you know like what you just said is a w another way of just like all of that coming together and just kind of like being your own boss in like the literal and figurative sense and just like figuring out how to structure it. It's 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 a lot and you make it look easy. So that's crazy. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> like, um, <ooh>. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But my very last question for you, let's wrap this up, is like, you know, like you've, you've also kind of been taking it upon yourself to explore a whole bunch of new artistic directions, just like, just because. You know, like you've been, you know, you've been, you've been doing a lot of pottery and like wood carving and like designing work and just like all the stuff that you like post on your, on your IG story and shit, like just to, you know, just like as like a, as like an expansion type of thing. So like, 
I guess my very last question for you is, uh, has working more with other kinds of art kind of affected the way that you look at creating music at all? Like, has it? And if so, how has it? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm glad you asked me this. I had been feeling a pull um, at my core to use my hands. Um, typically when I use my hands is on the computer, but rarely is it used for tactile work. Um, because of the pandemic, we haven't done activation. So the experiential part of slug or of the music side had suffered because germs, right? Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> I wanted, uh, I needed to do, <laughs> I needed to do something. So I had fallen more in love with architecture, interior design, homeware, home goods, and all of that during this time. And back to having a hobby, needing to have a hobby that didn't require outside validation and didn't feed into the ego of myself. Um, and what I specifically mean by that is when you get to a certain level within your craft, you are amongst your peers. Not that that's a bad thing, but if everybody is on in the same wave, there is very little room to grow. And I needed to be around, I needed to either lower my expectations, but I also needed to be around people who are more affluent than me, who had better skill sets so that I had something to reach and strive for that had nothing to do with music, had nothing to do with what I'm already skilled in because at the end of the day, I need to be, I need to be a student. I have to, I have to constantly be learning. I have to constantly be like, like just getting information. That's, I guess that's how I, that's how I thrive. Um, but to bring it back to your point, um, using my hands specifically for ceramics and home goods has made me approach music. Not that it has come, but I'm playing guitar. I'm using my hands more now in different things, but also the application of what I want to present my music next time is more like I'm creating the music for this thing to live into like a soundtrack or a playlist or the music is centered around this feeling versus like, oh, I'm just going to drop a EP, drop a thing. The music is the soundtrack for the commercial. Right. And right. that's kind of how I want to approach this. Very much like how everybody knows I'm a Tyler fan, how he creates the music for golf. It's the world, how he creates the music for Louis Vuitton, how he, yep. cre he creates these worlds through sonics. But I'm making products now and the music will come through that. So the colors, the tones, the curvature of, you know, the plates and like all of that type shit. So um, being more like experimental, but more experimental in like sketchbook style music. Okay. That, yeah, like I love, I love the idea. What <laughs> I love the idea of like stuff like that all just like, filling into like a in, 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 in like into like a world and Tyler is obviously a great example of that just like with the you know you know like with the with the little store he made on the top of the mountain and yeah 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 just like that's 
yeah that's just yeah yeah that's like that's like that's just like um what's it called yeah no like that's really important and the fact that you kind of like found that like the fact that you've been it that the fact that you're like working your way toward that is just real dope and like like that like that's something i wish for everyone like however it happens because you know like er everyone's path Mm -hmm. is different and all that but just like however however you're able to like just find that influence through all these things you know like that's like finding influence at all is already like a crazy thing to just have but um yeah yeah, you know and to and, and (laughs) <laughs> and, and to and, and to like see you and to see you kind of doing this all with slug and just continuing to grow it in these like organic and interesting ways is tight that's great you know i um i'm trying i'm trying to do some shit trying to do some different shit influential shit I'm trying mm-hmm. hey man <laughs> you know like you know it's a, you know, like a step at a time and it's all going beautiful and like i don't have any more questions for you but like okay. This, this this was this this was just like Aww. such an this was just like such an illuminating and fun convo like wow like thank you so much like really? jesus <laughs> i was like i hope yeah. you're not tired no nah. like, you're not tired because i know you're traveling so nah. thanks for bearing with me <laughs> thank you <laughs> no nah, thank uh, you for bearing with me too like <laughs> 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 we're gonna get it together i was like thanks for listening shout out to y'all for making it this far and shout out to all the black people listening too because y'all really impeccable don't forget to like subscribe and tell a friend to come through next time one